The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Well, you're very welcome back. I'm joined now by Holly Kearns, Social Democrats TD for Cork Southwest. And Holly, uh, in advance of talking to you, I was looking at the time frame. We are, I think, effectively halfway through the current doll, depending on, on, on how well it survives. But if it runs its term, we're nudging up on the halfway point round about this stage. And this is your first doll. What has the experience been thus far? Wow, big question uh, to kick off. Um it's hard to say. In a way, in many ways, it's exactly what I expected. And in many ways, it's surprising as well. And I think maybe one of the things for your listeners that wouldn't be particularly obvious from the outside looking in is um, how much work actually goes on on committees rather than in the dual chamber. Um, you know, the kind of process of legislation going through the houses, most of that is ironed out in committees. And I wasn't aware of how much time is spent by TDs in those committees. Um Yesterday, actually, we finished the process of going through the birth information and tracing legislation. And I was really interested to see we finished that. And it's the first time I've gone from start to finish with a piece of legislation. And for me, it was shocking to see how much, for one, it was really good to see how much engagement we had with uh, affected people, with advocacy groups, with experts in the field, all of that stuff. But very disappointing to see how much of their advice um, and their asks were actually taken on in the final product of that piece of legislation. And how much of a, um, of a, of a process like that is collaborative cross-party and how much of it delineates down party lines and carries party resentments? There's both. You know, sometimes you can feel like, oh, wow, this is so collaborative. Look at us all working together. And other times, like you see that with bits of legislation that basically the the government members of the committee know that the the government won't have it, certain recommendations that are coming in and they'll start to kind of take a stance against a recommendation for, you know, some apparent other reason. But it's quite clear that it's because they know it's not going to go through and they can't sort of go against their own government. And, you know, it's easy or people say it's easy to shout from opposition and you're kind of on the sidelines or whatever. But I imagine that's a difficult thing for for government TDs to do, actually. How how do you find that thing of when you talk about shouting from the sidelines, one of the odd things about politics is the capacity of people to tear strips off each other in public settings and then work amicably with each other the very next day. Is that difficult to get into the swing of? Yeah, I think it's actually a really unusual and strange work environment in that oftentimes you work with people who genuinely really dislike your ideology, your political stance, what you've done that said the day before, you know. It's it's very um, kind of toxic in many ways, I think. Um, and then, you know, there is kind of, sometimes there's a, it's like you work on different levels with people. So you can be maybe polite in a corridor, but really disagree on something. And like the reality is that it's not just like disagreeing on, you know, what you think about a, a program on Netflix or something. You're disagreeing about something that has a really profound impact on people's lives. So yeah, it is. It's a very unusual work environment for that reason. And you how, when you arrive it. in fresh, do you do you find your feet? Because I assume there isn't much in the way of an induction program for new TDs, or is there? No, no, there isn't. Um, it's it's strange, and like people would always have said to the TDs who got elected in the last election, like, "Oh, you never experienced what the dolls like properly." Like we got elected, and then the pandemic hit like a couple of weeks later, so we never experienced like the doll full of people. We're only kind of seeing that now for the first time. And people were kind of saying, oh, you don't know what it's really like. You know, we're in the convention centre. Everything was different. So I'm I'm not sure I entirely have a grasp of what it's like yet. But is it, do you, even little things like finding the office, 
figuring out what do I do week one, week two, how do I staff it, all of those things, because effectively you have to run in large part your own operation within the parliamentary party, then you have to contribute to the parliamentary party, then you have to contribute to the all. It's a lot to navigate and to figure out without a handbook. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and me and my team, we're all new to the to the business. And um, yeah, and I suppose we had, I had very short amount of time on Cork County Council as well. So I have to say that I personally did find it very, very difficult to navigate. I think I had six or seven months on Cork County Council then straight into the doll. It was only actually in recent weeks I found out that there's a way you can get from Leinster House to the committee rooms without going outside. Like you say, those basics <laughs> you still don't know my way around or how to find things often. Um, but that inexperience, you know, can feel like a disadvantage in many ways. Um, not knowing where you are. I don't ha- come from a political dynasty where people explain to you how to run a constituency office, how to, you know, address this issue or that issue. And that can feel like a real disadvantage. But I have to say that I think our inexperience has been our biggest advantage as well, because like even now I can feel myself like I have to make sure I don't become institutionalised because the political system can be really ineffective. And I think what people are really crying out for now is change. We need to start doing things differently. And it's nice to not actually know what the status quo is because you have more of an objective kind of stance or view or overall kind of um, perspective. And I think that has been hugely beneficial to us because sometimes but, but with that, the most you, basic questions you say sometimes why and that question might not have been asked. Do you not arrive in with a, an optimism a naive optimism that gets crushed by the system as you begin to see what it's like to be on the opposition benches because in, with the best will in the world if you want to create change it's extraordinarily hard to do it from the other side of the chamber. Extraordinarily absolutely but I think there's different ways of looking at this. Like I remember just after the general election and I personally was devastated that we were looking at another Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael government. I could like, I was like, oh, this is awful, you know, after everything. And then I was speaking to one of my party leaders, Catherine Murphy, um, and she's like, you know, long-term politician, so much experience, so much knowledge. And she was like, no, this is a change election. For the first time ever, they're properly in together. They can barely hold up a government between them. That's historic. This is the time things are changing. So like change can feel really slow and that's really frustrating. And that's a good example of it. It's like here we are having another term of Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael governments. We're having the same old politics again, basically. And what we want is something new, a different style of governance. But then you can see how quickly things can change. And we have to remember that as well, because there's no point in, you know, like, yes, you go in and you're naive and you're whatever, but that's good. That's what we need. Like change can happen quite quickly. And I think... I really still feel that because I know from Cork Southwest, like when I said I was going for the local elections, people quite literally laughed in my face. Like they said, you haven't a chance. And we got that local election seat, albeit by one vote, <laughs> and then went on to get a dull seat. That all happened in the space of a year and what's generally regarded as one of the most conservative constituencies in the country. So I think we have to, if we just kind of give up and say, oh, look, it's never going to happen. Change is too slow. Well, then that's what we're going to get. And ultimately, when you try and advance something different, well, you might get it. And from what I've seen, you can. (laughs) People want something different. They haven't necessarily always had that to vote for. And so I do feel optimistic that change is on the way. I think this is the time now, the tide is turning. And what people want is, you know, real alternatives to vote for. And that's what we as a party are, are offering. And 
our job now is to make sure that we could offer enough of that in enough constituencies, you know, well, and that's well, a real job well, work. While I'm in the business of, of offering clouds for your silver linings, let me offer another one. <laughs> what about the exposure to the kind of cynicism and vitriol that you get as a national politician? Because I think outside national TDs, it's hard to empathise with the sheer level of nastiness that TDs can get subjected to online. Now, some will say it is deserved, whatever about that, setting it aside. It must be difficult. It is, and I think, like, for me personally, I, well, I get a lot of abuse online, and I think most politicians do. I, for the first maybe year or so, I thought, oh, it doesn't really bother me. It's like water ducks back, you know, who are, you know, who are these people? They're just trolls. They, most of them don't have pictures on their accounts. They don't have real names, you know. Um, but I think, you know, it's eventually it does penetrate. Like you don't without, for me, it was without me realising it. Eventually I was like, this actually is quite difficult. And I think it's when you encounter that kind of abuse in real life, then it, the abuse online becomes something different. It's like that could actually be Have you be encountered it in real life? Yeah, I think most TDs have. And for me, that was the moment where it changed that made me feel like actually those people online could be real people. Um, and so and, you said that moment, what what happened? Um, it's something I'd actually prefer not to discuss. It's one of those things that actually, um, unfortunately, brings more abuse on politicians from what I've seen. So... Yeah. So that even if you discuss the instances where you have been abused, all it does is cause people to do it again. Yeah. But of course, like when people are in politics, oftentimes they're trying to drive the kind of change that will negatively affect some people. So this is not taken out of experience, but as an example, one of the core policies of the Social Democrats is slaughter care. We believe that everybody should have health care at the point of need based on how much you need it, not how deep your pockets are. The current system that we have very much benefits some people financially. It, there's a lot of money in private healthcare. So when we're constantly driving um, the kind of change that would see uh, a national health service, that will negatively affect a lot of people who are making a lot of money now. So it is to be expected <laughs> that you get you know, a lot of people trying to take you down. And I think we need to see it for what it is. That's what it is. Um, and really not let it affect our work. Final thing then, Holly, when you look at the things that the Social Democrats and that you are trying to achieve, because you obviously have objectives in relation to uh, people with disabilities, you have objectives um, across the wider party in respect of health and a number of other areas. When you look at a period like we've had over the last two years, where we've had uh, COVID and dealing with the pandemic for uh, the first part of your period in the Dáil, and now we're into, if not an economic crisis, at least a period of significant economic challenge with inflation, with the rising cost of living. Do those kind of issues make it very difficult to address the ongoing chronic problems? Because there's always a new acute challenge around the corner. There is. And like with inflation expected to average higher than 7% this year um, and earnings expected to grow by just around, I think, 3.5%, then real incomes will contract by about 4%. Um, and the ERSI have said that that represents the biggest drop in living standards since the 2008-2009 period when the economy just imploded um, in the face of a global credit crunch. So, you know, there's there's always something. And, you know, we had the pandemic, we now have this. Um, the Eurosci report last week on, uh, you know, revealed the 10% of people are living in fuel poverty. There is always something and, you know, climate change coming down the line. 
it always highlights the need for a socially democratic government time and time again, the need for proper investment in public services. I don't know how many times the government need to learn that lesson before they stop repeating the same mistakes over and over again. And like we saw it when the pandemic hit, overnight socially democratic policies introduced. Um, and I really genuinely thought at that time that we would learn from that and there'd be a real shift. Um, and lo and behold, overnight, as soon as possible, they return to business as usual. Um, protecting private interests over public ones, all of those things. So yes, there's always something and, and the government will throw them out as excuses. But in fact, they're reasons to finally change the way we operate, the way we do things. Holly, thank you very much. That is Holly Cairns, Social Democrats TD for Cork Southwest.